My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states 
you know, sometimes we'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you. But I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you, um, you know, making claims, you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly, three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations. One being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law. Uh, before, you know, you guys comment, you know, us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me, um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are, very, are kind of spooked, but, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular... What do you call it? Tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper. And document abuse when it happens, the time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer. And memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer. 
or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law human rights and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily and even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges obviously let you out on your own recognizance that time in jail those that that the, the, you know while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies and the third tip i want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health and i want to say every three months or so go get a full blood panel you know what i'm saying pee in a cup shit in a jar um you know get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you like do all that get in get get in no don't get an mri every three every three months but monitor your health document it take pictures of that also upload that to multiple you know accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening give those to give the give your health uh stuff copies to your lawyer so you know if there's any sort of um medical malpractice because it will happen um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer, and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor your financial opportunities will be dried up you'll be blacklisted they'll try to make you run through all your savings so anybody who is asking you to pay for this pay for tips pay for their audiobook even 99 cents um you know i i don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false adv- false advice, and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit, and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even you know some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking and once you vet them think of them as your brothers and sisters you know think of them as like your soldiers next next to you it's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh strained and again i appreciate you listening to this podcast and again my name is Stephen beckman i'm the cen or the chief executive nobody of the mesh news of mesh news um, COINTELPRO is a side project, and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes because it's essential and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and and then it'll bring you straight to the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. 
If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out. Com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material. Uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. Hi, this is Steve. Uh, Beckman. I run the Mesh News Project. I also do the Contel Pro 2.0 podcast. I am not a professional pod. I'm going to turn those on uh, notifications off, don't we? Yes, we do. I am not a professional podcaster or radio host or what have you. I am purely doing this. I'm purely doing purely doing this podcast series as a um, you know, as like just uh, instructional help series for people who are facing this sort of um, same abuse. It could be at the lower levels of just gang stalking, or it can be at the higher levels where you're in Contel Pro 2.0, which gang stalking is a stage of. Uh, and um, <clears throat> so some of these podcasts are for people who are higher up. In the chain of command, some of these podcasts are people who are in the lower levels of, you know, I guess you would call it your your wanted level, like like GTA, I guess. Anyways, um, yeah, and you can check out our companion website at COINTELPRO, the number two, so COINTELPRO2, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O, COINTELPRO the actual number two and then zero spelled out z-e-r-o dot com and then you can check out our video series that is videos with an s videos dot contel pro two zero dot com and uh let's get into it this is a um i see this a lot in gang stalking forums where people think that the Illuminati is after them. And, um, yeah. So let's break that down. I think the Freemasons or the Illuminati is, is running some sort of fucking, like, criminal cabal 
for this whole gang stalking thing. And um, I don't know about that. I mean, there was a time when I was going through this that uh, I really, I did have some people who professed to be Freemasons who were harassing me. Um, so, you know, when you only have a limited amount of data set, when you're being told that, like, you know, there's, like, people are claiming to be, like, Scottish right and shit like that, and you're like, what is that? And you go look it up, and it's, like, Freemason stuff, and you're just like, oh, my God. And, you know, i just been in that stage where you're just, like, fucking terrified. You have no idea what the fuck is going on. So when you get a little piece of data, you run with it because you're trying to make sense of your world. And, I mean, you might think that's crazy, but this whole situation is made to put you in panic mode. And they do that on purpose so they can do things like give you one piece of data and you run with it. Because they know how desperate the human mind is to make sense of their abuse. So, you know, do something about that. But the human mind is so desperate to make sense of their abuse. And um, so because of that, um, it's easy to hand somebody a piece of data while they're in, like, fight-or-flight mode, which uh, a lot of people don't realize that you are constantly, even if it looks like you're at rest, you're ready to just absolutely snap. Do you know what I'm saying? You're, out, you're ready to absolutely fucking just lose your mind. It's just too much stress. And if you haven't been through this program, then you don't fucking know. But, um, yeah. But we're going to talk about Freemasons. And um, I talked to Freemasons personally while I was in this program. I had some of them reach out to me. And I'm going to give you the rundown as it was explained to me by, like, a Master Mason who had the, um, the, the kind honor to drive him in the Uber I was driving, believe it or not, um, because I was being blacklisted at the time. Uh, I couldn't find work, so I just had to drive Uber. It fucking sucked. But I got to meet a lot of interesting people. And I met some guy, and he had a mason pin on his shirt. And I saw him in my rearview mirror, and I started asking him questions. He told me he was a master mason, whatever that means. But he's an older gentleman. He said he's been in for quite a few years. He let me know that... The Freemasonry is broken down to what he explained it as. Freemasonry wants to make men good, and he wants to make good men better. That's how he kind of sold it to me. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then we pursued, as I talked, drove him to his house, we talked a lot about Freemasonry and how, like, the lodges the program works and how that all that shit happens. And then I did some more research into COINTELPRO and I got all this great amount of research and I can finally put together in some sort of jigsaw puzzle for you hopefully I can lay enough pieces out and then this will make sense to you more so then you start you'll stop like screaming about the Freemasons running some you know mind control cabal shit cause look man yeah, when someone does that I've been there. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to spin your wheels. They're not trying to get you to get any traction. They just want you to fester on something because you're searching for an answer. The same way that, you know, 
The, the Greeks didn't know what lightning was, so they just invented Zeus. Because that's what happens when you only have access to a limited data set. You will grab for things. You will grab for things. And so, like... Yeah. You know, you, you grab for things to make sense of your world. Because the human mind isn't... The human mind can't concentrate on other things that are more important unless we make sense of the mystery. Which is why we would do things like invent gods and stuff like that when we couldn't make sense of the world. And it's weird how humans are like that. We don't have answers for things, so we invented gods. It must be the gods, the war god, and the blah 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 god, and whatever. Anyways... That's what happens when you're in this program, is you can't make a lot of sense of things, and the whole, you'll, you'll get a piece of information, and most likely it's a plant of information. They'll seed it, you know what I'm saying? They'll, 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 they'll do something like an indirect conversation, or they'll have a loud conversation around you. They'll use a trigger to get you to start listening, so let's say your name is like Jerry. They'll say your name, but act like they're talking to another Jerry right next to you and then start having a conversation about Freemasonry and blah, 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 and how his friend's life got destroyed. And then they'll walk away and then you'll be like, hmm, but they know it's like an Alexa. You know how like Alexa, you say Alexa, it has like a trigger word and it starts listening. Your brain is actually programmed the same way. So what they'll do is they'll start using trigger words that they know will pertain to you. Usually it's your name or something you really like. So if you're, like, really into reggae music, some just start, you know, bumping reggae music and then, like, turn it down and get close. Like, stuff that you're naturally attracted to, you'll, you'll peak your senses up and then you'll download this information and then all of a sudden you'll retain it. It has more value because it's paired up with a thing that, you know, you like or are triggered by. That's usually how the Freemason thing starts. And then you're just like, Ugh. let me tell you, man. They were giving me so many fucking drugs and shit like that. I really thought, like, Scottish Rite motherfuckers were trying to, like, do all this fucked up shit. And I only found out that some of the cops, what I, what, what was being told to me, that I, I was misinterpreting what somebody was trying to give me a tip, was there were some San Diego cops who were part of the Scottish Rite Temple in Mission Valley, San Diego who were participating and fucking with me. The fact that they were Scottish right had nothing to do with it, but whatever. That was my, my little nugget, what it was supposed to mean. Anyways, long story longer. Um, let's talk about, first of all, Freemasonry and understanding, I guess, as an outsider, I'm not an insider in free, in the Freemason in Freemasonry at all. I mean, I don't believe... I, I wouldn't join any club who would let me join them, basically, you know. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't really I don't really believe in, like, clubs or... I don't even have a club card, you know. <laughs> I don't even have... I don't even have a club card at a grocery store. That's how much I'm against joining clubs. Anyways. So this guy was talking to me, and basically he was explaining it to me. He's like, well, think about... Freemason lodges like police stations. There are some that are productive and good, and then there's some that have like a corrupt culture in them, and then they use their whole organization to fuck with people, to shake people down, to play games with them, to ostracize people, to squeeze people out, just like you know, a uh, like a corrupt police station would do. 
So you really need to think about first and foremost, you know, I guess the comparative nature of a of a of a Freemason lodge is they're a bunch of dudes who like being good at being a person. They like so they pass around all these great little bits of knowledge to each other. So, and you know, but they also like they like secrecy. They like like part of it is part of the culture of it is you know learning how to keep secrets how to communicate things and in ways other than speaking it's it's like a it's like a hobby and yes knowing that whole way of speaking has believe it or not uh lots of freemasons were in you know the mob and stuff like that back in the day and um, a lot of the skills that were passed down through the Freemasons made it way into, like, the Mafia and stuff like that. Which is why you have, like, Mafias now using elaborate codes to speak, etc. They borrowed a lot of these skill sets from Freemasonry, believe it or not. Um, anyways, and Freemasons, they communicate in a lot of different ways. They communicate in colors. Um, they communicate in, like, symbols, etc., instead of saying something so like maybe somebody will come up to you and start talking to you about a subject but since you're both in freemasonry and he's wearing like yellow you know that he's telling you something without saying it so he's speaking like you know how people say talk about subtext what's the subtext of a play so he'll talk come there and start talking to you about a subject that maybe something that's important to you but he'll use another story as like a vehicle to communicate that while he's wearing like a yellow shirt meaning you know i guess whatever they that 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 masonic temple assigns the color yellow to and they're all they're all different there's you know i'm saying from what i've been told you know maybe yellow can mean like i'm giving you i'm giving you advice you know about this thing so now he's able to communicate an idea by using an allegory or, you know, a subtext of another story while he's wearing a color to pair that up with, I'm giving you advice on this matter, which I know you're having trouble with, without actually talking about it. And so that basically is the extent of how, like, Freemasons, their whole secrecy, because that tends to be the thing that everyone talks about. It's like, they're a secret society. They're not a secret society, but they do like to keep secrets, and they do enjoy the teaching the methodologies of communicating in ways that are other than um, language and can be masked. And, you know, this also is in handshakes and stuff like that. So, because they're able to communicate things in secret, um, some lodges will use this ability to, you know, use this ability uh, to communicate things so they could commit organized crime. That does not mean every Freemason, very few, believe it or not. It's like, like, think about it like a black person shoots another black person and makes the news. All that story does is get you now to think about, oh, all well, there's all these black people being violent, you know. In reality, it's an isolated incident, you know. Um, but you know, it gains a lot of fanfare because it's like mysterious, and they use symbols and blah blah blah. They're all mysterious, and yeah, 
so there's there's that now when it comes down to Contel Pro uh Contel Pro believe it or not was well and gang stalking believe it or not gang stalking is a stage in the Contel Pro program that's where gang stalking came from was the Contel Pro program so gang stalking is technically part of Contel Pro um now back in the 50s and 60s and 70s when Contel Pro was like a really a big concern of the FBI's to get this program out. It was a, originally invented to stop communism from spreading in the United States, and they figured that what would happen was the communists would leave the cities because the you know the Fed had it so down pack and 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 the police were looking out for all these commies and stuff like that. They were afraid that. Um, the communists would start going into the suburbs where they don't have an, an, uh, an extensive network um, in place to fight back all these commies trying to you know, make these stay-at-home moms become communists. So then they developed the COINTELPRO program and they started teaching it to uh, suburban uh, communities. And Freemasonry is already really big in suburban communities, believe it or not, like lodges. I mean, they're big in the cities too, but I mean, like, there's just chapters all over the place in, 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 suburb, in the suburbs outside of big cities. And um, so those that, and, and, and Freemasons already have like a really the Freemason lodges were, were usually well back then it wasn't a big deal to be part of like a Freemason lodge I don't know if you remember those old Flintstone cartoons well there's they they have like a, a lodge I think it was like the mammoth lodge or whatever they'd wear these big mammoth hats with like the fucking horns on them and shit being part of like a Freemason lodge and shit it wasn't like a big deal back then it was just like a guy's club and then they also talked and they also taught people how to do secrets and what it wasn't like a big deal like it was just known as the lodge and there was different kinds of lodges and different like branches of the lodges and stuff like that um like the elks lodge and whatever and some of them are pretty similar but they teach generally the same things and um so they would go out to these um these lodges and since a lot of these freemasons uh were already big into their community the FBI and stuff like that taught the Freemason lot Freemason lodges these tactics to work as a community if they think they found a communist and how to like because you can't technically because the law how the law works you can't just push somebody out of a town but you can do it and if you can get away with doing it while keeping it under the radar so you don't leave a, like a trail then yeah then here we go and then you can you know technically kind of push someone out of town and this was originally gang stalking was originally a psychological terror a terror tactic to make um, communists scared and leave suburban areas if they were trying to pass around their propaganda and you know the whole red scare back in the day so that's where that the gang stalking getting associated with um freemasons originated it wasn't that the freemasons created it the feds came to them because they because back then in the in the suburbs like you know the freemason lodges were already kind you know really 
knit really embedded into the community it was it wasn't a scary thing it just yeah but as with all groups you have to understand it can be any group but since those groups primarily embedded themselves into like daily life of the suburb of you know of the suburbs and you know maybe your mayor was a freemason and you know whatever so you know you could get ostracized and you know what I'm saying and now it, it, it is and since those groups teach things like skills on being a man and how to like some of it's kind of some of it's kind of fucked up like they teach guys tactics on how to make your how to like train your woman sexually believe it or not like believe it or not they do train that shit in Freemason because like I mean you know if you want to try to get your like <laughs> I mean, this dude was just laying it on me. If you want to get your girlfriend into, like, doing certain things she doesn't want to do, you just, like, make sure that you bring that... You you only want to do those things sexually with her when she's on her period and how girls, like, love having sex on their period or whatever. And then that's how you, like, train your girlfriend without letting her know how to, like, start liking things like, you know, the back door and other things like that because... She, that's because of her hormones or whatever. So they teach a lot of those kind of dom skill sets for training your woman and like all sorts of stuff. Like some of the stuff is kind of like, uh, uh, what's that? What's that term? Um, it escapes me right now. I don't want to use the wrong word. I want to say masochistic, but I don't know if that's the right word. Anyways, but like manly, manly, man, man stuff. And how to be a better man and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So the FBI taught that shit to them. And then, you know, they also taught to the police station. Uh, if you do a Google search right now for Freemason police badges, I mean, a lot you can get your Freemasonry stuff put on your police uniform. In fact, there's a shit ton of cops who are Freemasons. It's just like... They're part of the community anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it just kind of happens that way. So understand that the Freemasons didn't create the gang stalking thing. They were taught the the gang stalking tactics by the feds in the 50s. Um, when after the First World War and the the, the whole next scare was communism. And those skills evolved over time, and they passed them down. And like now, these there's these committees, and some of them might. And, and if your city has a has a strong Freemason community, might head the committee. All even though there are people who are involved who are not at all Freemasons, but now it's been going on for so long that there is quite a few towns where, you know, the lower levels of this program, COINTELPRO, which would be just the gang stalking factor. Is what they use to push people out of town. Anyways. So. If you're going to go ahead and. Label the Freemasons responsible. You need to understand that it's not like. A Freemason program. And they want to control your mind and shit. They were taught it by feds. In the 50s. And they just kept doing it. And you know they tend to keep. And since they're all about keeping secrets. And so like that, it just kind of works out. And they've been passing these skill sets down on, but now we don't have a now we don't have a red scare. But you know what I'm saying. But now, if there's somebody in the community they think is threatening or hurting their community, they now use these skills to push certain people out of town. So if maybe you're like, 
uh, a meth head in town and you're going around being crazy or whatever, they'll use these skills to like make those motherfuckers crazy and, and get them the fuck out, and get them the fuck out of town. Now, um, from what I'm understanding is, I had a gentleman since 2001 who was a Freemason, uh, also a police officer. Um, even though I told you the story before, how my whole story, how I got into this was people wanted to jack me some money that I was going to be getting when it matured. It was something relative left it to me. A lot of people knew about it. Um, and then I came across something on the internet. So I gained some other kind of, uh, some other kind of, uh, uh, secret admirers. And, uh, that were part of the military and those people just kind of end up colliding that I guess the military people were watching the local people who were planning on robbing me and uh, that whole world collided. You need to listen to all the rest of the podcast. I don't want to keep telling my life story all, all the time on this podcast, but you need to listen to all the episodes. I, I tell the story at least two or three other times. Um, but one of the people who were trying to jack me, I found out, was part of uh, uh, what's it called local Freemasons and also was a former cop. And him, me and his son did not get along. And he was pretty prominent in that community. So he started telling everyone that I was a fucking pedophile. Like he just started saying it. He was just saying it for like 20 fucking years. Kept telling everybody that. It was like an inside joke, whatever. And then it came time where these motherfuckers are going to rob me. And then, like, what do you call it? Uh, he was justifying it. Well, it's okay because it's pedophile. And everyone was like, oh, well, where, where's this, this evidence? And he was like, oh, just trust me. He, 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 just trust me. This is true. Didn't have any evidence for it. And then uh, once it got found out that I didn't have this money that they wanted to steal, these motherfuckers freaked these military people and these cops who are also part of this whole Freemason community in town, um, they freaked and then they just, they absolutely fucking terrorized me, um, told me, uh, you know, this is only happening to you because, you know, of something I did a long time ago, but it's really ironic. This only started happening once I, all of a sudden I didn't have any money to steal. Like it's just really fucking ironic after they were telling me, I better give, you better give us this money. And I didn't have the money. And then all of a sudden, it, it, this was all because I was a bad boy 20 years ago. And I don't remember it. Like, the fuck out of here. Um, people saying shit about a laptop. or Like, none of this shit exists. Or else people would have presented me with the evidence. Me, being the stupid dumbass I am, I just assumed they were telling me the truth. Because, like, they were ruining my life. All the shit they were doing was fucking magic, bro. Like, hacking all my TV and shit like that. They were just criminals working together to cover their ass because they didn't they were they're they trying to rob the bank and there's no money in the bank but they were so stupid and tunnel tunnel vision they freaked but it didn't matter because they already needed me to be in trouble for um what's it called for some leak i came across i didn't even realize a fucking leak and just so happened they're just like all right well let's spin this dude and it just turned into a fucking mess but my whole thing was that they were telling everyone I was a pedophile for like 20 years. I lived in this, this community. I never even fucking knew. 
and supposedly they got all this evidence, but you know they never manufactured it at all. But they did ruin the, the shit out of my life, and then they invited all these fucking people into our town because these local assholes who just happen to be part of these communities uh, decided to fucking light the entire town on fire, then just take the L and get in trouble for using their jobs and, and doing NSA detail and being shitty cops and, and taking the L. But, you know, you'll find out that corrupt cops and military people working together are allergic as fuck to jail. Anyways, I know I went off on a tangent there, but I'm just so fucking pissed off because they're, they're telling a story that is a thousand percent not true. But since they were telling it for so many years behind my back... That's the only story people know. I mean, I've created a website where I call the police stations. I call the district attorneys. Uh, I've gotten two Freedom of Information Act requests of my permanent record going all the way back. Uh, they say they have this. They they say, "Well, we have secret evidence we're holding on to." Oh, really? You have secret evidence you're holding on to? That's not part of the what the courts or whatever. You just happen to. Have, but it was. It's only this evidence only matters twenty years later after I don't have any money for you to steal. Like, get the fuck out of here. I've called these people's bluff a million times. I mean, they convinced me I did something wrong, but you know what? They never. They can't manifest anything, and. After I realized, I was like, "Well, I know I'm not a fucking. I know I'm not a fucking. Uh, uh, I'm not a. You know, I don't. Want, I know I don't want to fuck your seven year old. I'm gonna go get a polygraph." I started calling up all the police departments, trying to get all my records. I called the DA, blah blah blah. Like, they were just like, "No, nothing. None of this shit exists." But all these people in the community who need to cover their ass because they really tried to fucking. They really tried to sell the shit out of this because they were planning. They're like. They probably saw me, and they were like, "You know what? When that dude's train comes in, I'm gonna fucking jack him." Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty laid back dude. I just, you know, what I'm saying, I'm pretty passive, and they probably saw that in me too. And like, we're gonna fucking jack this, you know, jack this clown, and then leave him holding the bag. But there was nothing to steal, so then these motherfuckers freaked out. Anyways, I know I was supposed to be talking about Freemasons and stuff. Anyways. So, um, take that as an example, I guess. Please do. How it can get so out of hand. But, like, so, it wasn't that the Freemasons were after me in my town. It just happened to be that some of the people involved also happened to be Freemasons. And they got that whole crew together and were like, hey, you know this program... You know the the whole gang sucking thing, that skill set that's been passed down now since the fifties, that you know that Freemason uh, uh, lodges have hold held on to because you know they look out for their community. They think there's somebody toxic for the community. They use these tactics that they've been passed down to to push people out. So these motherfuckers go to the lodge and be like, oh, "We got a fucking pedophile on our hands. We just we known it. We known it forever. We just, you know, now finally it's important to us 20 years later because this guy doesn't have any fucking money. Uh and we we're allergic to jail. So we need to get ahead of this and then, you know, you know, make him the top priority for this certain program. And so they tried to run me out of my own fucking town. And I had no idea why. Nobody would tell me why. But so please keep that in mind. I know when I went off on a little rant there that Freemasons aren't uh, 
the issue. There might be people who are fucking with you who have like a click. Think about it, like a high school is a big place. Think of it like a Freemason uh, lodge. It's like a high school. And inside the high school, there's also cliques. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's the, you know, whatever at the, whatever lunch table, there's the skaters, there's the surfers, there's the fucking jocks, there's the goth kids, whatever. Well, there's also, you know, yeah, you know, says, you know, people click up like that in large groups, whether it be a large, whatever. So the fact that these people who might be fucking with you are Freemasons, because you have no idea how many people in these gang stalking forums are just like posting all this crazy stuff they found out about the Freemasons, bro. I, I cracked the code. It's none of those things. It's either a lodge elected you. They call it the election, believe it or not, when these lodges do these things. Um, but the city is involved, too. Like, there are cops and stuff like that, and sometimes there are, like, FBI fusion centers actually involved in this shit. Um, or there's a there's a whole network called InfraGuard, where basically it's the FBI reaching out to citizens to turn them into like a like a like a citizen snitch network for the feds. There's this thing called InfraGuard, but there's all these little these like little programs, and regionally they'll communicate with each other, and they have this thing called the election, and what they'll do is they'll use it, or they call it taking out the trash. That's another word for it. Or they try to push people out of town. But in my case, why I got moved to the front of the line was, well, for at least for the local people, was because I didn't have any money to fucking take. So all of a sudden, oh, they just all of a sudden remembered I was such a bad man. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. But it doesn't matter, bro. Like, they literally fucking, they worked with, they. I don't know how they got this radioactive material, man. But they would, like, ambush me in town. With this stuff, they would put this radioactive shit in cars shooting out of the door, you know, but because it's invisible, it's like radiation. And then I'd be like walking down the sidewalk and some car would start to like creep up on behind me, you know, acting like, you know, like there'll be a, like a row of three cars and they'll act like they're going slow. And so the last car and the in the in the trail is like going my speed so he can expose me as much as possible because all these motherfuckers really thought I was a kid fucker. I thought these motherfuckers had something that, like, was legit. I just didn't remember. Like, they just can't produce anything. Basically, it was a person who told a rumor who just been telling it for so long. And he was laying that framework out there because he was planning on fucking robbing me when I got to this point. He also happened to be a police officer and part of that lodge, part of the whole that whole culture locally. So understand that. Just because there are Freemasons involved doesn't mean like the Freemasons are after you. Yes, the Freemason there are Freemason lodges who head these programs, but there's also um, police stations that just do it. it. It has nothing to do with Freemasons at all, you know. And the work with InfraGuard, it's infra like infrared, InfraGuard network. You can Google it if you want. Um, so it doesn't even have to be Freemasons, but it's the same tactics. But there are lots of lodges who take it upon themselves to do a quote taking out the trash, and it's not like some mythical thing or whatever. They're basically just trying to scare the absolute dog shit out of you, so you just associate fear with being in this place, and you'll just fucking leave because technically they can't go to your house, kidnap you, and just drop you off in another town. 
So that's technically what it is. And that's at the lower echelons of the program. It goes up even higher where gangstalking is part of, of uh, what do you call it, of COINTELPRO. And unfortunately, that was my situation. I thought it was just local for a while. Then I drove all the way to fucking Oregon. And the whole time I was there, the whole time I was driving, I had people like swerving their cars at me and trying to fucking like terrify me, bro. Like think about driving from San Diego all the way up to fucking the top of Oregon, practically Washington, where we found another spot to go. The whole time people I the whole time people were fucking swerving like people were swerving their cars at me. I had this girl in the car with me. She was fucking making me she was like she was scared and like it was just fucking terrifying. Um they were like shooting that radiation shit at me. They had it set up in their cars. And basically they just use um like demon core technologies. Like if you can make a like a a, a nuclear core go critical you know, by surrounding it with, you know, encased in some sort of material that that entraps the protons. But if you, what's it called, uh, trap the protons and then release them into one particular direction. So let's say you have like a tube where the protons go out, then, you know, you, you trap them up and then you charge it up and then you release them, apparently. That's what it was explained to me. And they were doing that shit to me on the road, so we were fucking the whole way up to fucking Oregon. If I stopped for gas or whatever, um, it was fucking terrifying, bro. And then we got there, and then once we got to this town, these people were already harassing us, just like all the way down to San Diego. I was like, bro, I'm 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 trading one hellhole for another hellhole that I don't know anything about the town. So I went, I literally after spending. I don't know, nine, ten hours straight driving since early in, in the morning all the way up to Oregon, I realized this was a fucking trap. Because not only would I be in the same situation, but I wouldn't have home court, home court advantage. Do you know what I'm saying? So I literally turned around, no sleep, drove all the way back to San Diego. Um, and then I started going up the chain of command. Then I started going to the police department. Police, I was like, hey, police, this is going on. I'm telling you this part of the story so you can understand, you know, where Freemasonry fits in this. You understand? This might sound like me drawing out this whole thing. With the police, they would stonewall me. They would take me out. Um, take me out of the police station, out into the parking lot to question me because there were cameras and they didn't want me in there. They didn't want to have anything on audio. They didn't want, they didn't want record of anything. Then they would refuse to take my report or they would take fake reports. They give me fake numbers and I come back a week later. They're like, there's no report under this number. So they would just waste my fucking time. So I was like, okay, so the police aren't helping me. So I'm going to go to the sheriff's department. I like went up the chain of command. So I went to the sheriff's department. They did the same fucking game, bro. Sometimes they'd wait me out. They'd make me wait for four hours straight, right? And then like do nothing to help me. Or they do the same thing, or they take me out of the station, out into the parking lot, and then, you know, play all these stupid games with me, give me a fake report number, did the same thing on the sheriff's report, gave me fake report numbers. And then I would go to see if someone filed the report, they never filed the report. They just make you feel like you're getting results. And they would switch badges and shit like that, so I never know whose name was who. It's fucking horrible shit that the... Dude, you just have no idea, like... 
the police work it once you become either a threat of the police or a cop is doing something like trying to rob you cops will protect other fucking cops it's crazy it's like a cartel bro the police are there to make sure you don't fucking skateboard on private property and you know you don't run around like you're fucking yosemite sam thinking you're you know you're the shit and you know as long as you're black or brown and selling selling drugs you're you're you know what i'm saying that's that that's what keeps the police fucking occupied anyways so then i went to the feds and then i went to the feds and i was like bro i think this is going on i'm pretty sure there's like these these people because this girl i was with like it was i was i told you in the other podcast like there was this terrifying like shit going on you know where i didn't really i'm pretty sure she was being assaulted she was really scared when other people came around there was this one guy this ms-13 guy had tattoos all over his fucking face he would like hover around us and she'd be super scared you know what i'm saying and like it was just crazy and i was i went to the feds i was like look i went to the police i went to the cops i went to the sheriffs they're not helping me I'm pretty sure there's some sort of, like, forced human trafficking shit going on here. There's some... I mean, these fucking cops are being corrupt as shit. That's the only reason I went to the Fed. I went to the Fed... To the, the third time I went back to the Feds because my they were like, Oh, we'll, we'll help you solve your problem, blah, blah, blah. They, they weren't helping me at all. Third time I went there, they uh, communicated to me that don't come back. And if you get a lawyer to protect yourself... Things are only going to get worse. We're only going to, you know what I'm saying? We're only pretty much like we're only going to fuck you harder. So basically they were owning being the, the, uh, they were owning the fact that they were involved in my, my harassment. Fucking great. Intimidated by the feds. So as you can see, there's different levels of the program. Now there were people involved who were trying to rob me while this was going on and they were corrupt ass cops and some corrupt military people because this is San Diego we got shit ton of military here um but also for some reason I had these other people babysitting me uh and the feds apparently knew about it I mean why else would they fucking threaten me so you know what I'm saying like you need to before you start yelling about the Freemasons just understand how this program is tiered out there are tiers you know um, it could just be a local city that think maybe think that you're like a toxic person need to leave town, but then also think about there's politics in those groups. So you could piss off some guy who runs, who's like considered the grand poobah of the of that fucking crew. And then he just doesn't like you. And so he's like, well, what about this guy? Why don't we elect this guy? Why don't we, don't we this year? Why don't we do this fucking dude? And you could just get on someone's shit list who happens to run that program. And it could be just like a really shitty corrupt thing. Because, let me put it this way. The Freemason Lodges, um, they're, they're a lot of older dudes. And they, they do pride themselves on being like professional human beings. But at the same time, they have that whole we're part of the same club thing. So, you know, you're obviously going to run into that shit. But all in all, they're not out. The Freemasons aren't out there to go and like terrorize people what basically is is like they have this they there's this they still they still hold the keys to these programs that they were taught because of communism and then once communism stopped being a problem then they focused on like black panthers and stuff like that in the 70s with the same program and they've just been kind of holding on to the skill set 
and then it just became a part of their whole thing. Now, that being said, there are some crazy Freemasons. I've now gotten some stories. I want to read them to you for reference. Shut up, phone. There we go. Cool. Um, where are these Freemason stories? Ah, balls. Are they on the other phone? They're on this phone. They're on this phone. Holy, 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 holy moly. Here it is. So, yeah, look, there are some crazy stuff, but like, keep this in mind. Just like I said, think of a Masonic Lodge like a police station. Like, um, there are good ones. There's a culture. There's a toxic, like, just, yeah, toxic culture exists anything. Toxic culture can exist in a fucking yoga studio. Do you know what I'm saying? Toxic culture can exist, you know, at a dent, at a a large, you know, uh, franchise dentist, uh, uh, conglomerate of medical offices like toxic culture just exists anywhere where there's a large group of fucking people and some sort of social like culture develops i mean think about the nexium you know sex cult thing like this toxic culture can you know create itself anywhere so by you saying it's the freemasons after you you're really misplacing exactly what's going on but like you know what like, you know there are some crazy thing uh there are some crazy Freemason stories. Like, uh, here's one, an, an article from NPR I'm reading here from May 6, 2015. The title is Three Arrested in California for Operating a 3,000-Year-Old Masonic Police Department. <clears throat> um, this is Los Angeles County Sheriff's told the Associated Press that Brandon Keel, David Henry, and Tanya Hayes were arrested last week in suspicion of impersonating officers as member of an intern- organization they called the Masonic Fraternal Police Department. Right? So these motherfuckers, they said that um, the Masonic organization is the oldest and most respected organization in the world. Grandmasters around the various states are facing serious safety concerns for their jurisdiction and their family members. The first police department was created by the Knights, Knights Templar in uh, 1100 BC. When asked what the difference between the Masonic Fraternal Police Department and other police department, the answer was simple. We were here first. We are born into this organization. Our bloodlines go deeper than an application. These are crazy people. So, yeah. These motherfuckers think that they were just, their their bloodline gives, means that they're part of some sort of secret police force. And they're going around trying to enforce, like, crazy-ass laws so they got arrested. Because, like, you just, that doesn't, that's just, no. That's, those, those are just crazy people. Right? Okay, this is another article I read. So, you know, I gave you the, you know, type those things in. I'll tell you what the title is. I'll tell you who, um, who, uh, who's the publisher. So here's one from the New York Times from March 10th, 2004. The title is A Ritual Gone Fatally Wrong. Puts light on Masonic secrecy. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the initial rituals at the Masonic Lodge uh, here had been bathed in secrecy for over years. The climax of Monday night's ceremony was to be a simple prank. A select group within the lodge would sit in a chair while the older members stood 20 feet away and fired a handgun loaded with blanks. 
The ritual went terribly wrong inside the Southside Masonic Lodge, number 493, in a basement littered with rat traps, tin cans, a nine-foot-tall guillotine, and a setup designed to mimic a walking A-plank. The shooter is a 76-year-old Mason, Albert Ede, was carrying two guns, a 22 caliber handgun with blanks in his left pocket and a 32 caliber gun with live rounds in his right pocket. He reached into his right pants pocket, pulled out the wrong gun, shot Williams and a 47-year-old Muslim in the face, killing them. So that's what, so these guys are Masons, right? So this is a real story in the in the New York Times. But it sounds like uh, these guys are fucking murderers, and they uh, are not. They and and possibly Masonic Lodge number four ninety three might be full of a bunch of fucking assholes who've been in this who who took this shit way too serious, uh, you know. And then he's just hoping possibly, you know, he 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 he's seen his buddy in the lodge who he knows is like a lieutenant, and and it was you know has been screwing enough whores behind his wife's back that maybe he's got enough dirt on somebody or something. Who knows? But it's... Here's the story. And yeah, you know what? There is some fucking shady shit that happens, but this could also... Like, think about the Nexium thing. Those guys weren't part of a Masonic order, the Nexium sex cult. But on the outside, it looked normal. Then toxic people just go anywhere. So you just can't put this rubber stamp that the Freemasons are evil and they're out to fucking get you. We'll go one more story. Um, police break up a... And this is on the Daily Mail online. Um, pardon. Balls. Uh, the Daily Mail online. Dailymail.com. Uh, it's not giving me a date here. Because it's like a video gallery. But the title is Police Break Up a Drug-Fueled Orgy at a Masonic Lodge After Finding Women Dancing Naked on Stage and Men Filming Sex Acts. Well, you know what? Uh, you could say that that's part of the Freemason, blah, blah. But you know what? Also, swingers clubs exist. Dominatrix clubs, sex clubs exist. It doesn't have, you know what I'm saying? So crazy culture can, ex- you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Freemasons. And I understand you're probably going through this whole... Um, situation and you're just looking for answers and you want to point in a direction and maybe some of the people are fucking with you are Freemasons but it's not some global conspiracy it's literally a skill set that our government taught lodges because lodges was a normal thing before back in the day lodges weren't like a fucking scary thing I think the more we got the internet age happening um it was more so in the beginning computer nerds and stuff like that who would post a lot of the conspiracy shit on the internet. A lot of guys who, you know what I'm saying, not that I'm the most sexiest man alive, but a lot of unfuckable dudes who, you know what I'm saying, probably were being fucked with by Freemasons or they got a hold of some dumb book and they just started taking excerpts out of it. Who who knows? But all I know is as more and more as the internet age came, uh, Freemason lodges became uh this big fucking scary ghost story and you just need to put it in the correct context of what's going on um i had i felt like i had to make this this episode because there's so many people in these gang stalking forums on reddit and 
on on fucking Facebook, the, on there's all these just forums and websites and people and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's Twitter groups, of people sharing these stories, and it's just that's just not it's not the Freemasons after you. The feds taught them a skill back in the 50s to get rid of commies. They held on to that skill. Then they used that skill to chase down black people when it was cool to do that, I guess, in the 70s. And they still had, held on to the skills. And now they, and there so, are some lodges, if there isn't already a police task force, because there are a police task force. You look it up on the internet. Police ran family out of town. It's an easy headline. I, I don't know how many times, I, I don't know how many stories I found where that's a thing. So a lot of these things are also police stations and stuff like that. The city, if you piss off the wrong person in, in, on the city or whatever, and they try to run people out of town using this same tactics, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Freemasons. But there are some towns where Freemasons hold on to these gang-stalking skills that they were taught by the feds. And if you're a piece of shit or... Like I said, you also could just piss off somebody who happens to be on that committee in your town, and you wouldn't, you didn't, you didn't know it. And since he's like, isn't, and since you know, some some fifty year old douche uh, is a fucking is a fifty year old version of a fucking mean girl, you know, could have elected you for it. Especially if you're not like a huge piece of shit, you know. If you if you know you're not like some drug addict, you know, and you're not lighting fucking puppies on fire. You know, think about that. Could you have pissed somebody off in one of those little clicky town committees who was like, who should we vote is, you know, that we're that we're getting rid of in town this week, this this year or whatever. They literally call it an election. That's the name for it. But my, you know, so just don't rubber stamp Freemasons on there. I mean, there's a lot of Freemasons who do a lot of good shit. I mean, uh, I mean, shit. Uh, Shaq is a fucking Freemason. Did you know that? Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, he's a fucking, he's a Freemason. I mean, Shaq's not, Shaq's not part of some international cabal trying to fucking run people out of his town or what. Like, I mean, you just, you can't just rubber stamp it. It's toxic culture exists in large groups and exists where there might be large groups of people. People form cliques. Corrupt people exist. Um, and you just really need to piece that shit together. You need to resist getting a tiny piece of information and running with it. You need to find comparatives to this kind of fuckery. Um, and understand how that stuff all works itself out. It's not a giant conspiracy. I mean, f believe it or not... Um, Maybe joining a lodge might be a good thing for you. Who knows? Maybe you might gain some friends. Maybe. But if they're telling you to join the Freemasons or for your abuse to stop, you should definitely not do that. that it just sounds like that they might be like a toxic lodge who holds on to these skills who uh, are just a bunch of cunts. Like, you just can't. You can't. Yeah. It's like saying all black people are bad because, you know, a black guy tried to steal your lunch money in, in high school. So all black people are bad or, you know, whatever. You just no, you just can't. That's 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 the that's the workings of an unhealthy mind making those very, uh, very broad 
associations with people and, and not at all giving any kind of intriguing thought. Um, so, yeah, but the Freemasons aren't after you, bro. The feds taught the Freemasons some skills. And, I mean, there can be a various number of things that have gotten you, if there is, if, 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 the, if the Masonic Lodge in your town is, is, is a large one, if you, I mean, ten, generally in suburban, you know, middle America, there's a lot of Masonic Lodge because it's fucking boring. I mean, you guys don't live in San Diego. I mean, we got the, we got, we got the mountains, we got the desert, we got the, you know, we got the snow and we got the ocean. All within like an hour from each other. There's a lot of shit to do here, but I know the mid in the Midwest and stuff. There's a lot of lodges and stuff like that because, I mean, I've been out of the Midwest. There's not a lot to do there besides like you know drink and fucking make babies. So, you know, they find ways to preoccupy themselves. So who knows? But understand that it's not like some inside conspiracy cabal. They were taught those skills to, you know, oppress commies and black people back in the day. And they just kind of held on to it. And now they use it to possibly get rid of toxic people they think are toxic people in their town. But then you can also have just a toxic lodge. Or you could have, you know, fucked the daughter of the guy who heads that for your town or some shit. You just, you just don't know. You need to really work out how that, how that works out. Because, yeah. But no, the Freemasons are not after you. Please use my... Story. I kind of went off on my own tangent to kind of describe to you how, you know, your mix of situation can be varied. But to rubber stamp it is very short-sighted. Uh, I understand you probably are in high alert. I was at the point in this program. I'm still in it now. I was at the point of this program where, like, I just, I was, they, they keep you in fight or flight mode. They do that because what happens is you're, your brain doesn't go into a state of flow and you can't reason problems effectively. And they do that on purpose. That's why they keep you on a high alert. That's why they keep you scared. That's why they keep you jumpy and they'll put like amphetamines in your food and shit to keep you all hyped up and easily skittish like some tweaked out squirrel or something. So like just keep that in mind. So if you're at the point where you think the fucking Freemasons are after you, just make sure sure somebody's not trying to keep you on high alert or constantly in fight or flight mode and then handed you some bullshit information or you're not correctly processing information or you don't have a good insight into what you know how that whole lodge thing works and how they have the skill sets to do these things it's it's, it's not once you understand the the logistics and mechanisms and history behind it it's not so fucking scary hopefully i can give you some information so you can breathe a sigh of relief because it's shitty that this program even exists still you know like the government developed tactics and here's the thing it's not like the feds and the cops and everything don't know they're not that these things still happening it's just this open secret that's existed for fucking years because they feel like well just in case we get like a taliban you know in greenboro you know, I don't want them at the Walmart. We got to find a way to get them out of here. Like, it's it's dumb that this shit even still exists. We're in a fucking surveillance state anyway. It's not like they couldn't just always keep track of you. Which they do now. That's, see, that's the scary thing too. Yeah, right? Side note. With the fucking hacked phones and the gang stalking and they're fucking stalking you, bro. It's scary. People don't realize, man. This shit is terrifying. And, 
you know, people like just want to sit back and watch you go through this because someone they told them that they kind of know that you deserve it and just sit back. Like, it's just crazy. Like for motherfuckers to not directly address you and just take some information from some other asshole around them and then just kind of enjoy you going through some bullshit, which happens. Those motherfuckers need to jump off a bridge, light themselves on fire before they hit the bottom. Anyways, don't be scared of the Freemasons. Now you know how this shit all works with them and why they're even where they might even be involved. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to say, you know, all those stories, those scary stories of Freemasons, everything. Think of also uh, Freemasonry like with Christianity. You know how like we have non-denominational Christians who are super boring, but then we have like Protestants and then we have like Pentecostals who speak in tongues and then you keep going down the line. Then you got those crazy people who think that they can pray with, you know, the leukemia their kid has. And if they dance and with snakes and shit like that, Jesus is going to, you know, heal them. So understand that there, there's just the same thing as with Freemason is there's these broad people who are in a Freemasonry. It's kind of boring. And then there's people, as you keep going down the line, they get more and more crazy with shit. And they take shit too far. But that's a very small segmented group of a much broader, more boring group of people. <clears throat> so don't get crazy with it. Freemasons aren't after you. Please check out our website, COINTELPRO, the number two, COINTELPRO20, spelled out Z E R O dot com. And go to videos.COINTELPRO2, Z E R O dot com for our video set. And keep subscribing to the Contel Pro 2.0 podcast and hopefully we could learn some things together.